Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Megan Bachman, former of, founder excuse me, of Oklahoma Swim Academy and Survival Swim Development Network Master Instructor. Welcome, Megan. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. So May is National Water Safety Month, and although this isn't a topic that parents just love to think a ton about, it is truly one of the most important to be educated on. I'd like to go ahead and issue um, a trigger warning to any listeners who might have sensitivity in this subject matter or who might be struggling with any kind of postpartum anxiety or depression um, about the following content. We will not dwell on the fear factor. We're going to throw in some fun stories too, but we wanted to give you the stats and facts to realize the seriousness of this conversation. So according to the American Red Cross, drowning is a leading cause of death for children in the United States. The rate of water accident deaths among children ages one to four is higher than any other cause of death except for birth defects. This is obviously a scary and dangerous reality and one that we all hope to avoid in our own households. Um, so Megan, that's why you're here today. You are obviously passionate about keeping kids safe in the water and providing opportunities for parents to learn more about water safety too. So can you tell us more about Oklahoma Swim Academy and why you started it? Yes, so about 11 years ago, um, I, for many years I had been lifeguarding and teaching swimming lessons. And I learned about this amazing method. And um, with my passion for kids and loving the water, this career was a, a no brainer. Um, but then the more I learned about how amazing the method of swim float swim was and um, becoming a mom myself, I just knew that impacting our community and making a difference and educating families um, on the, the drowning stats. I agree, I don't like to dwell on it, but I also feel like our society as a whole talks a lot about car accidents and, you know, screen time and choking, but the, the topic of conversation around water safety isn't, um, isn't enough. And so you had mentioned the American Red Cross stat, and we talk a lot about how the CDC mentions it's the leading cause of death in uh, children under five. And so um, it's just heartbreaking to think about the fact that the biggest factor of why a child won't make it to kindergarten is because of drowning. And so those are stats as a mom, um, you know, parent to parent that I just want people to know. Um, I think when people think of swimming lessons, they think of, oh, this is just a fun activity or after school activity, but it's so much more. It's a life skill. And what really gets us up every day to grow and to train more instructors and to impact our community and love on those kids is just helping people know um, that the importance of this, we get to love on those kids and those families that come through our doors and we get to truly make an impact and potentially save lives. So that's why we're here. Absolutely. And I don't think there's any more worthy of a cause than um, setting out to save kids' lives. I mean, that that would get me out of bed in the morning too. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. 
as we mentioned, uh, May is not only the month where, you know, it starts getting warmer outside. We start thinking about um, activities that we can do, making outdoor and summer fun plans. Um, but like we said, it's also National Water Safety Month. Um, so I'd love to hear more about what we can expect when we enroll our kids in survival swim lessons. Like you said, there's a difference between um, maybe just a fun activity to do every once in a while and the program that you provide. And then also, what age would you recommend enrolling um, our kids in water safety classes? Sure, so I'll start with the age. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends um, children as young as one. They used to recommend four years, um, but now they've realized, um, you know, with it being the leading cause of death, they've actually changed that to age one. And, and that's really been our recommendation from the beginning, usually you know, for our private lesson program, starting uh, around age one or walking is a great time to enroll in survival swimming lessons. We do offer a parent talk program where it's a little bit more of a gentle introduction. Uh, it's a group class where the parents or grandparents might get in with the child and learn some basic skills such as breath control and floating. And then there's toys and songs. They can do that from anywhere from six months to 24 months. Um, but when they're ready um, or around age one, that's when we would talk about the private lesson program. When the danger is real that they could get to water, we want them to know those true survival skills to roll to their back. And so what does that program look like when you enroll? Um, we do month to month, but typically it takes about 20 to 25 lessons for a child to learn our method to roll back um, and to even swim, float, swim, depending on their age. And those look like 15 minute private lessons. Um, they're multiple times a week for that initial program. So we want them to come often with shorter lessons. And that one-on-one -on -one setting is so important because rather than a group setting, because that teacher, that instructor can tailor that lesson one-on-one -on -one to that child. So if they're low in confidence that day, or if they just need some more snuggles or toys, um, they can accommodate that um, while still working on skills and um, finding that healthy respect for water and all the things. But tailoring it to that child is really important to us. And that's part of what helps them do so well in our program. I love to hear that because obviously anything with kids is not a one size fits all situation. So that flexibility and the responsiveness of the structure instructor to how the child is learning and how they're feeling, like you said, it plays a huge part in their confidence in the water. Um, no matter what age or gender our kids are, that confidence, that personality, that is what seems to have the huge role in their approach. Some kids are naturally more cautious, while others don't seem to have that healthy fear or regard for water safety. Um, so I'd love to hear just a little bit more maybe about how kids who are less assured in their water safety skills can be comfortable, how you all empower them to become more confident swimmers. Um, and I, I would love to know too, you know, how to ease their fears because it can be very overwhelming for some of them. Yes. Absolutely. So it is important to us that we find that balance. There are a lot of different swim schools out there. And, um, you know, I like to let parents know, truly know what you're signing up for. So there are recreational swim lessons. It's a little bit more splash and play. And then there are um, more intense survival swim programs. And ours, I really, it's important to me that we find that balance. Because like you said, no child is the 
is the same. And I want them, we, we all want them to love the water, um, but truly we take that, um, us being survival swim instructors, we take that really seriously and wanna make sure that they truly know how to survive. So, um, you know, you had mentioned, we always talk about uh, with our instructors, the confidence and skill scale. So we might have a child who's very confident and doesn't really have the skill to match that confidence. And that can be a scary combination. So making sure that they have a healthy respect and have the skills to go along with that confidence. But then you may get a child who um, really lacks the confidence and they just need a little bit of a slower approach. And our entire um, you know, purpose in our method is to have a gentle approach to survival swimming. And so um, really tailoring that to each child. Um, so we love to empower them. I think that's one of my favorite things. Um, and I see a lot of our instructors uh, feeling the same uh, is when we see it click for that child where they are really not sure about themselves, but then they begin to believe in themselves. They can conquer the hard because the pool can feel like a scary place. And so helping them conquer those fears and have someone there with them to show them um, what they need to do. And I love when families tell us that that confidence in the pool uh, has transferred to other areas of their life. A lot of times we get kids swimming with us that have, they're not school, they're not in school yet. They really haven't had any hard things. Um, and so this is maybe the first hard thing that they've done and to see them conquer that and for that to transfer to other areas is um, super fun. So. I love that click moment as well. You see their confidence, their their uh, self-esteem grow. And I think you're right. I think it does carry into other areas when they know that they did it and it's a big deal. You know, they overcame that hurdle. So are there at home tips that we can maybe work on with our kids um, in the meantime, you know, maybe in between lessons or as we're getting ready for lessons to help kids feel comfortable in the water as well as maybe teach just a couple of basics before they get in front of the professionals? Absolutely. So one of the things we really recommend to families is in bath time, um, don't shy away from letting the child get water on their face. So um, I think a lot of times we want to get a towel and we just try to get away from the face. But with, with my kids, even at home, and I tell families this too, it's okay to just dump a cup of water and make that no big deal. Um, we see a lot of times kids are nervous to get their face wet, but we know as adults, getting your face wet is, it seems hard at first, but the more you do it, um, the easier it gets and it becomes no big deal. So I think just keeping that a part of the routine during bath time, getting water in our face and that being no big deal will help a lot and, and aid them actually learning to swim quite a bit faster. So that's my initial tip. Um, I would say, you know, as far as being uh, any other tips in the pool, I think it's very important to have conversations with your kids about water safety. So I even have, you know, a little post-it note that I've put in my car from time to time to just remind me to ask my kids questions while we're driving around, you have a captive audience. And so I say, you know, do we ever go around water without an adult and wait for their answer? Yes or no. Um, you know, if, if there's a toy in the water, do we go after it or do we tell mom and daddy about it? I mean, just any kind of scenario, just keep that conversation going. Um, and making sure that they know the rules of water safety. Um, the other thing I would say is we have um, an Armor of Drowning Prevention brochure, and this is actually um, at our front desk. It's also at some pediatrician offices, and the purpose of us putting this together was just to talk about what are the layers of protection that will really make a difference, and so of course we believe in um, 
swimming lessons, but we also talk about supervision and being within arm's reach of your kids. It's, you know, some families think, oh, they've been through survival swimming, so now they're safe. And we, we try not to use the word safe. We like to say safer um, because it, there are so many layers um, that need to be put in place. And so this talks a lot about it. We also wanted to show um, the water watcher. Uh, this is a water guardian tag. And so if there is someone at the pool, you can designate a water guardian, someone that actually watches over them. They put it on their wrist and they know, you know, if your family's all there to swim during the summer, they know it's my job. I'm not on my phone and my eyes are on the pool the whole time. And if you need a break, then you pass this on to someone else. And so um, where there may not be a lifeguard, a lot of backyard pools, this is a really great tip to make sure that there's someone that has eyes on the pool at all times. Um, this is actually from leviselegacy.com. Uh, um, so this is a really great tip. And then also our armor of drowning prevention. And I think just getting them comfortable with putting their face in. And then truly, um, once our kids have gone through our program, we love to invite families in to the lesson to help maintain those hard-earned skills. And so there are um, that's important to us that parents know, how do we maintain a good swimmer? When do you pick them up in a float? Um, what if something doesn't go perfectly? Um, we can do all that in a lesson um, so that they can practice those at home and maintain um, those skills. That's good to know. Wow, that is all, that's all really good to know. <laughs> I know with my toddler that I've got at home, he, he likes to talk about what he knows about. And so I love your just having conversations while you're in the car or in certain scenarios, not just when it's right in front of you to get them thinking about it all the time. That is a great tip, as well as having that uh, physical reminder of who is in charge of water safety, which chaperone or adult or whatever the situation may be having that reminder on your wrist that, like you said, you're not on your phone because I've heard it just takes a couple minutes um, for a scary situation, which kind of leads into my next question. Um, those accidents are all too common, like we've discussed. It's very easy for us to get into an accident situation that we didn't anticipate. Um, and while not all are life-threatening, I for one definitely want to be prepared so we don't even have to approach those kinds of dangers. Um, so what are the steps I need to take if, if I or someone else witnesses a water emergency? Absolutely. So if you were to witness that, I think first and foremost, um, if there is someone you can call out to, to call 911, um, that's so important. I think my, not only have I been through lifeguarding, you know, classes a hundred times, but my uh, brother is an Oklahoma City firefighter and a first responder. And so we talk a lot about, you know, look someone in the eyes and say, I need you to call 911. And then once you get the child out, I think it's very important that anyone that's around kids, whether it's a mom or a nanny or whatever, um, is certified in CPR so that they can help um, aid and, and help with CPR until first responders get there. So um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but I think it is a very serious um, thing. And I think making sure that you make eye contact, that someone's calling 911, um, and that everyone um, knows CPR. That's a huge layer of protection. All those things sound like common sense, but when you're in it, it's so hard to think logically and clearly. You're in shock. And so having that in the forefront, I think is very important. So thanks for those reminding about us about those tips. I would love to add, um, 
I, uh, you know, I have some friends that have become survival swim instructors because of the loss of their own children. And I've really taken to heart some of the things that when they look over those events, um, some of the things that they said. So another tip that I'd love to add is um, that if you have a pool in your backyard that you have a sign um, by the pool that has your address, because I think in the moment and shock and everything, um, you know, one of, one of my friends had mentioned that her, her mom couldn't remember the address and every second matters. And so I think being able to post um, a sign um, with the address right by the pool, I think is important. Um, and I obviously we talk about self-latching gates and um, door alarms and so many layers. Um, but I think that was something that I, in my realm, I feel like I've heard a little bit of everything as far as layers. And that was one that I felt was really important. And I wanted to mention. So. Absolutely. That's probably the last one that any of us would think about. So I appreciate you putting that in there. Very important. Um, and you don't want to be handling those questions when you're trying to handle um, more urgent issues right in front of you. So that's a good idea. Um, we've talked about those confident building exercises. We've talked about the aha moments with the kids, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, you work with so many kids, you have your own children. What are some of the most surprising or memorable experiences you've had while taking families and kids through survival swim training? Yes. Um, I really have two things. Um, even after doing this for almost 11 years, it is still one of the coolest things to me that kids can swim, float, swim before they're potty trained. And I think that's awesome. When you see a little kid that's still in diapers who can swim, float, swim, float, and navigate themselves around the pool is amazing. Um, my son, we have two. Um, our second one, uh, our oldest, he's four and a half, and he is a swimming machine. <laughs> he is a hoot. But our, our next one, um, he started around 10 months, and he's um, he's actually 13 months old and is able to do his rollback skills and he is excited. He loves it. And he's, he has the true skill. So that's as a mom, like I started this before I had kids. So to take off the teacher hat and put on the mom hat and see that in my own kids has been such a joy. And then my very favorite story. Um, if I, if anyone ever asked me, it's always about Ruby. Ruby was a she was about eight or nine. She was with us for quite a while. Um, she had cerebral palsy and she had come to swim with us. And her mom had mentioned that she said, I love Ruby. She's got a great personality. And she did. She said, but I'm so afraid that she would go in the pool. She had a walker and she was strapped in and everything. She's like, I firmly believe that if she's out of, you know, the pool with friends, that she would go in the pool in her walker. So her goal was that Ruby knew how to unbuckle herself, get her out of her walker and get up to the top and survive. And so I knew when that mom signed up, that was no small task. And right. so, um, but she came and she learned the survival skills. And then I had to really reach in my toolbox to think what else could I do to get her prepared for that? So we started putting little buckles on, we worked on breath control. We learned on how not to panic that if something like that happens, we stay calm. And we focus on what's really important is getting out of the walker and getting to our air. And so um, Ruby had such a fun personality that I think everyone in the whole pool during that time knew her. They would wave at her when she came in. And um, on the day that we were finally going to do that test, she came in in her walker. We went to the deep end. And I remember, I think everyone was like holding their breath. And um, I had confidence in her and I knew she could do it. And so 
Um, she did. She went in with her walker, went straight to the bottom, unbuckled herself, came up, got her air, and was able to get to the side. And I don't think there was a dry eye in the room that day because we were all so, so proud of her. Um, but it was amazing to me to see what all she could accomplish. And, um, you know, she wasn't even able to walk on her own, but she could save herself in the water. So that still gets me a little choked up, but I'm super proud of her. And that's one of my favorite stories. Thank you for sharing that. I can see how there wasn't a dry eye. That is miraculous. I mean, there's not better skills to teach someone than, than to help themselves and to realize they can. That again, we keep talking about confidence, but when you feel helpless, you don't have that confidence and you're giving that to people. Thank you for sharing that. That is just that's going to inspire me all week. That is lovely. <laughs> so you have got a new location, Megan. Um, Oklahoma Swim Academy has moved. I'd love to hear more about your new space, some of your protocols around safety as it relates to COVID, of course, and anything else you'd like to share. Sure. So it was my husband and I's dream to build a swim school. We had rented for 10 years. We always tease. He runs the dry side. I run the wet side. But um he was really the one that helped make that dream come true. And so um, out of all years, we laugh a little bit about it, that we um, opened our doors in 2020. Um, we had actually had a baby just the week before. And the, the day that we finally got our certificate of occupancy that said that we could open was the day we actually had to close for COVID and that was quarantine. Oh my goodness. So, um, it was a crazy time for sure, but um, we were able to open our doors in May and we had a lot of amazing support from our swim families and um, I'm so grateful. Uh, we are very, very full um, right now, which is a great problem to have. I think this is kind of our first real year in the facility. Um, and so I think we're realizing we probably need to train a few more uh, instructors to prepare for next year. But um, the facility itself um, is not only a dream come true for us, but it is um, such a blessing. So it is, um, we have three different pools. We have a larger pool that's really for our ages two and up. They're all private lessons right now. Um, we will eventually do group classes. Once a child knows how to swim, float, swim, then they could join a group class. It's kind of opposite of what you hear everywhere else. Most of the time it's group classes, but we do private and learn to swim. Once they can swim, they can join um, more of a maintenance, uh, fun group class. Um, but we have a smaller pool um, that's for our infants and up to two years. And then we have an endless pool. So adults that come to swim or uh, any child that's prepping for swim team can swim against the current. Um, so those are our three pools. They're all heated to 90 degrees, so they're nice and warm. Um, we have a parent viewing area that has a glass between it, which our families love. In our rented spaces, they used to just be in the hot room with us. Now they are air conditioned and can happily see their children. Um, and we have changing cabanas and all of that. And so it's really been such a blessing to have our own space and we're excited to be there. As far as COVID precautions, um, really the pool is one of the safest places you can be because there's chlorine in the pool. And so uh, we're a part of the United States Swim School Association and they did a study um, over many different schools in the United States and not one case ever started in a swim school. And I think that's a big uh, factor with just being in chlorine. Um, our teachers do wear face shields, we do touch point cleaning, all of that good stuff. Um, so. 
Great. Thank you for sharing that. And it sounds like you have had an especially wild ride this last year <laughs> between the business and the, and the baby and everything else. Um, so what is giving you the most hope right now? I can't imagine, you know, obviously you're really excited about this quote unquote more normal year, but um, I'm sure this last season had its challenges personally and professionally, um, and especially as a small business owner. So what is giving you that hope right now and helping you reach forward? Yeah, um, honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful for our team that has stuck by our side and um, gone through all of this with us. And I'm grateful for our slim families who have supported us um, through all of this. And um, I think what's giving me a lot of confidence is, is knowing that what we're doing is really making a difference. And I think if you love people and you're trying to do good things, hopefully good things will happen. <laughs> and so um, I'm just, I'm just grateful uh, to be able to do this. And I think that, um, you know, the, the PPP honestly helped us a lot. I think that was um, what really helped us get through 2020. I know that was meant for small businesses and I'm truly grateful for that. Um, so, so many things that I'm grateful for, but overall, I think um, now that we're so full and we became so full so much earlier than we ever have before, um, it just shows me that um, we're just gonna keep on training and trying to help as many kids as we can um, and provide quality uh, survival skills to, to Oklahoma. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, for those of you who are listening, you can find out more about Oklahoma Swim Academy on their website. It's www.oklahomaswim.com. They're also on social media at oklahomaswimacademy.okc. Everyone join us next time on Raising OKC Kids. And thanks again, Megan, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me.